This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Tech Guide, episode 534. Hello and welcome to the show. Great to have your company once again. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. Well, I've just completed the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas. I'm still in Las Vegas, and there is a uh, there's a Golden Knights ice hockey game outside my window. I'm staying at the Park MGM. They're playing at T-Mobile Arena, so I'll apologise ahead of time. There's a bit of uh, bit of music and celebration going on outside the hotel ahead of the game. Speaking of games, I also just came from the Kansas City Chiefs v Raiders game, the Las Vegas Raiders home game at Allegiant Stadium. What an amazing experience that was. This is an incredible venue, the Allegiant Stadium. Tremendous experience, just fantastic atmosphere. And boy, don't the Americans know how to put on live sport? And they really support it as well. Every single person in the crowd was wearing their colours. I'm, uh, I've been a Raiders fan for quite a long time, was a fan of them when I was, when I was younger. And uh, I had my colours on as well. But I did have my South Sydney cap on, so I was happy to be the random South guy at this game. But that's not why I'm in Vegas. I'm here for the Consumer Electronics Show. We're going to go through the major announcements and the biggest products of the show. Uh, in the review section, we're going to talk about all the new and quirky products that we got our hands on. There some cool stuff to talk about there. And we'll still have our help desk as well. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, let's start off with LG. LG every year on uh, they have see the the CES the Consumer Electronics Show. It is four actual days of the show, but there's a lot of things that go on before the show. So there is uh, there's a, a, an event called CES Unveiled, which is where all those quirky little products that I'll talk about later that I found those. Then the day before CES starts, that's press day. And that's when all the companies hold their press conferences. And for as long as I can remember, LG's always been the first press conference of the day, bright and early at 8 a.m. So I thought it's appropriate. Let's keep them first as well here. They had a lot to announce. And of course, TVs are are really the showpiece product for the Consumer Electronics Show. A lot of companies time their releases of their new TVs, including LG, Samsung, Hisense, all the major brands. They do make their announcements at this show. And LG was no different. LG, in fact, celebrating 10 years of the OLED OLED screen. And I can remember in 2013 when that was uh, the the first one was on, on, on show. And boy, haven't they improved over the last 10 years and, and also changed as well. The I, I remember the first OLED, which was what, what what really impressed us back then was just how thin the TV was and also the amazing black levels, OLED and black levels, uh, hard to beat. Uh, then over the years, I can still remember too, I think it was in 2017 when they released the wallpaper TV. The wallpaper TV was basically a screen because the, the OLED material is thin and flexible. 
So basically what it is is a magnetic attachment on your wall, then the wallpaper just attaches to that. So it sticks to your wall, one tiny cable down to what looked like a sound bar, and that was the, the guts of the TV, the circuitry of the TV, where all the all the inputs and everything was went inside. And that was amazing, stupidly expensive, of course, at the time. Uh, then we went to the roll-up TV. Remember the rollable TV? That was introduced in 2018. And this was a TV, again, OLED being a flexible material that would would pop up out of a box and then fully expand to a 65-inch TV. And then when you're done watching it, press a button, rolls back into the into the box, and then there's no TV anymore. Well, OLED has still come even further than that. And this year, the latest announcement is the OLED M. This is a new wireless TV, and I've got to say, probably one of the best products of the show, one of the most talked about of the show. So imagine a, an OLED TV, and in this case, it's going to be available in 77-inch, 83, and 97-inch. So imagine your TV, whether it's wall-mounted or on a, on a unit or on legs on a stand, and the only cable you need to find for it is a power cable. I've had a few, a few smarties uh, ask uh, when I wrote my story about wireless TV, and they said, "Where does the power come from?" And someone said, "Well, how does it get its power?" And, and I, I was equally just as smart. Uh, I said, "Oh, magically, it gets its power magically," but it doesn't. It comes in through a cable, that. But that's all you need to find. So if you were to put a TV, install a TV in your home today, you'd need not only power, but also if you wanted to watch free-to-air TV, you would need an aerial connection. And if you've got a PlayStation or a Foxtel box or an Xbox or whatever you want to connect, you've got to find room near the TV for those as well. Well, with the OLED M, that is not the case because it comes with a zero connect box that sits away from the TV. It is about 25 centimetres square by about 20 centimetres high. So it's not small, but it transmits on its proprietary signal 4K at 120 hertz. So still remarkable quality, uh, but no cables required at the television. And what happens with the signal, if there's any, say someone walks in front of the TV or your, your pet or something's in the room, it negotiates instantly a better path to the TV. In fact, the top of the box, there is a, there is a, a small marker to indicate the direction of the antenna, and you can turn that up to 180 degrees to find the best signal. Now, LG says, my first impression is, well, I'm just going to tuck this away in a cupboard somewhere in the entertainment unit or somewhere and not worry about it. But LG says that it needs to be out in the open. You can't just tuck the box away. It needs to have like line of sight up to about 10 metres. So I don't know how this is going to fit in some people's homes. And price-wise, I don't think it's going to be ridiculously expensive either because it's a 4K TV. Uh, and LG have their gallery TVs and more expensive 8K TVs. So I'd say it would sit somewhere in the middle, if you ask me. We're not, we're not expected to see this until probably the second half of the year. It's definitely coming to Australia. I, uh, if you take a look at our story on TechGob, we've got two videos on that story as well. It's a close-up look at the OLED M wireless TV. And we've also done a little bit of a booth tour and basically followed the story of OLED. And this year in particular, LG did a really good job of demonstrating the versatility of OLED, and we're uh, the, the, as soon as you're in front of the of the uh, LG booth, 
you see more than 260 OLED panels arranged and bent and, and curved to form the front of the stand. So it's like a waterfall effect. And there's different images on the front of on, on the, each of the screens that are all stitched together. So it's a really dramatic entrance to the stand. But then inside, of course, you, you see the OLED MTV, which is what we just spoke about. But they do have other OLED TVs as well. The, the, new, the, the new lineup of TVs, by the way, OLED TVs, are powered by the Alpha 9 Gen 6 processor. So with those, we're seeing much better, much better brightness, the up to 70% improvement in some cases, uh, and, and a lot better. They've got like what they, I don't think they call it a depth enhancer, but that's kind of what it does. It sort of separates the foreground from the background so you can look deeper into the TV. That's all achieved with the Alpha 9 Gen 6 processor. The other OLEDs they had on the screen, there's three others. The first one we'll talk about is the transparent OLED. Now imagine having a TV, and then when you stop using it, you turn it, you turn it, so they turn it into a window, so you can actually look right through the television. It was a full HD panel, so not 4K, but imagine if you got this, you got a small room, there's nowhere to put your TV except in front of the window. You once you finish watching TV, turn it to transparent mode, and you can literally look through the TV and out through your window. So that's uh, that, that's that's coming this year as well. That I reckon too could be used in like an open plan place, a little, like between rooms, so that it once you stop watching it, rather than keeping it like looking like a TV, like a big black square or rectangle, you hit it on transparent mode and you can look through it. So it's like it makes the room look a little bit bigger. Uh, the other OLED TV is a lifestyle TV. Now, Samsung's had a lot of uh, success with their lifestyle range, and LG have uh, are going to offer another in this range. It's called the Pose. That's how they pronounce it. It's spelled P-O-S-E. But it is a 65-inch OLED, which has looks nothing like a regular OLED. It's got uh, four legs, so it's got its own stand, so it stands on its own. Uh, has nice, nice uh, white, I think, uh, bezels around it, very thin. On the back of the TV, though, looks quite uh, simple and minimalist. There's a small shelf, too, so you can maybe put the remote control there when you're not using it. Point is, looks just as nice from the back as it does from the front. So this could either sit in the corner of a room, maybe between rooms, between your lounge room and your kitchen, perhaps, uh, and still looks quite nice, and it's still an OLED. So it's, uh, you're getting all those benefits, but just with a, this different, more modern and lifestyle uh, design as well. And the, what, what the last OLED form that we saw on the LG booth was actually the LG OLED Flex monitor. Now, this is remarkable. So if you're a gamer, OLED has always been a good medium. It's got a fast refresh rate. Uh, it's got all, all the, it's got the game, a game, cons, game mode on board and it looks amazing. But with the OLED Flex, it gives you the option of choosing to have it as a flat screen or a curved screen. For gamers, that's the big decision. Do I go a curved screen? Do I go a flat screen? It's one or the other. With the OLED Flex, you get the choice of both. So if you just want to watch TV, put it in flat mode, and it becomes, in a few seconds, goes flat again. If you want to maybe enjoy a, a driving game or a flight simulator or an adventure game, whatever you want to play that you want to surround yourself with, then you can press, press on the remote control. There are 20 levels of curvature. So it, it, it can increase by 5% each time, 
and then you can have it wrapped around you or watching TV, you might have it perfectly flat. It's completely up to you. That is just a taste of the LG booth and what they had to offer here at CES. Do yourself a favor, head over to Tech Guide, watch our videos. There's a video on the OLED M wireless TV. It's also on our YouTube channel as well. Uh, and there's also a little booth tour and talking about all of those OLEDs that I, would talk, I was talking about, including OLED Flex. That's worth a look on its own. So yeah, if you want to check that out, head over to techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. Of course, the other big player in Las Vegas is Samsung. And they, they normally run they run the show here, I think. They, they have the biggest booth. They have more, more, just more, so much. I've often said this in the past. The booth is so big, it needs its own postcode. They've also got a few, a, a big off-site uh, section as well. And it's interesting because a lot of the companies, LG included, Hisense, Samsung, they're all not only talking about TVs and they're talking about connectivity, they're also talking about sustainability as well. I'd say that's probably the new, the new, the the catch cry of the show. The most most common theme of the show is sustainability, and so much so that I think the Samsung press conference, which went for forty five minutes, did not mention the TVs or any appliances. It was all about sustainability, connectivity. And uh, t- taking, I think one of the things they say is that bringing calm to the connected world, I think is one of their catchphrases as well. So I think this is me talking now. I think that perhaps we're reaching the point where they can't improve TVs more than they are now. I think we're reaching that point very quickly. Uh, I don't know what more you can do to make the TVs better than what they are because they're amazing today. So I think now the story is about not only enjoying great quality, it's about the content, getting you the content. It's also about connect- connectivity. So your, your TV becoming the, the hub of your smart home. We'll talk more about that with Hisense as well. They've, got, they've all got a play around this. LG, Samsung, everyone, all these major manufacturers have a play around connectivity as, as much as they have a play around sustainability. Sustainability is where they're trying to use more recycled materials. They're trying to reduce the amount of waste. They're trying to make the product as recyclable as possible. So at end of life, none of it ends up in landfill. And they're getting to that point where they're going to be all um, – carbon neutral by 2030 and so there's not one company that isn't involved heavily now in the sustainability world but let's talk samsung tvs and again stunning range of tvs mainly that they've got the neo qled and now they've got a, a wider range of oled tvs They've also got micro LED, which which is mainly I, I think it's available for consumers, but it's very expensive. It's mainly a a, a corporate, uh, mainly a business solution. So maybe lobbies of a big building or something use this material. It is remarkable, but it's very expensive. It, you're talking hundred thousand dollars for a, an eighty eight a hundred inch mini micro LED. So we'll leave that discussion for another time. We'll focus on Neo QLED and their OLED lineup now. Neo QLED is 4K and it's 8K. It's definitely the flagship. Now, what Samsung has done, they've improved picture quality, but they've also got a proprietary algorithm called HDR remastering. It uses AI 
and deep learning to analyze the image in real time and apply HDR, so high dynamic range, on a standard dynamic range con on standard dynamic range content. So imagine the upscaling going on there from SDR. So not only for the resolution, we talk this is the high dynamic range, so the contrast and so it's the quality, not just the sheer number of pixels. So again, taking your previously SDR content and making it HDR, that's pretty cool. Uh, and of course, 8K, 4K resolution. A lot more talk around 8K content. I'm here. I, I was very pleased to hear about. There was there, there is if you if you own an 8K TV, there there are hundreds of thousands of 8K clips on YouTube. So if you want to watch, there are some really nice like shots of islands and fireplaces and aquariums and various things like that. There's a, there's a lot of content. If you want to showcase your 8K TV, then that would be what or where I would look. Still nothing from native 8K content from any of the major studios, any of the streaming services, although Amazon Prime, with their most recent series, Rings of Power, and that's the Lord of the Rings series, which I haven't watched yet, by the way. I must. Uh, that's one of those my shows on my list to watch. But they apparently offered an 8K trailer and are discussing 8K production for season two. So that's exciting to hear. And all it will take is one studio, one show to get all this attention and all this, this amazing quality as well. And that's all it would, I think that would start the ball rolling. And I think the Netflixes and, and Disney Pluses of the world, Paramount Pluses of the world will think, okay, well, we can, what they can do, we can do as well. So, and that again would be uh, a, a, another good reason to own an 8K TV. Still not there yet, probably another year or two away from it being more mainstream than it is now. But, uh, the Neo QLED TVs certainly deliver there. Also, brightness on the mini on the micro uh, Neo QLED TVs, which use the quantum mini LED TV. So it's the real the micro LED technology. Really has improved brightness. You can't do better than uh, the Neo QLED. But then Samsung are also offering OLED. And OLED to them, Samsung says, well, if you've got a big room, you've got room for a big TV bright room, then Neo QLED is what you need because big room, you can fit a big TV. If it's bright, this is bright. But if you've got a smaller room and you can control the brightness, you can maybe, you can make the room darker and control the, you've got curtains and stuff and brightness, light isn't, isn't an issue. Then what they're saying is that OLED is the, is the solution. So they're, they're again giving customers a choice. Now, Samsung years ago, 10 years ago, when, when LG introduced OLED, Samsung had one as well. Now, what happened there, LG had far more success producing OLED. So producing OLED, early on, it, it involved a high error rate. So if you, the OLED, if it didn't work properly, if you had a high percentage of failures, you're losing money constantly. So you can't, Samsung decided they were getting high rate of failure. They decided to just put a pin in it. They said, right, we're not going to make OLED anymore. It's costing us too much money. We're getting too many failure rates. It's not worth it. LG cracked the code. They, they went ahead and they were they, they saw some great success. As I said, 10 years of OLED technology. But Samsung seemed to have uh, gotten back on the horse there and have created some stunning new OLED TVs. And this year, they're offering even bigger sizes. The sizes of OLED go up to, I think, 77 inches now with, with their OLED panel. So uh, I think that that's, if, if, you, if you can, if you have got the room 
Uh, if, you, if you don't have the room for a massive TV, although 77 inches isn't small, there's, there's a 55 and a 65. They've got a new 77 inch now in the OLED, 2023 OLED range. Now, what the secret sauce is with the OLED, and there's a bit of discussion, a little bit of debate on whether Samsung's OLED is actually an OLED. It's using OLED material, but it's also using quantum dot technology. So it's quite, it's like having a uh, like a drone with a with a rope attached to it to keep it off the ground. You know what I mean? They've got the quantum dot technology really adds to the brightness of the TV. So even though the OLED material is self-illuminating and there's no backlight, the quantum dot technology does sort of come in and help with the heavy lifting to address the previous limitations of OLED, which is brightness and color accuracy. Um, so yeah, then the OLEDs have 144 hertz refresh rate as well. They inherit all the Samsung smart features, including the Samsung Gaming Hub. Remember, I mentioned gamers love OLED. They've also got uh, AMD FreeSync Premium Pro certification. Uh, so very high quality option for gaming. But here's another thing: Samsung. Do you remember a year ago when they introduced the Freestyle? The Freestyle was their new little projector that allowed you to project a HD image on any wall, wherever you want. It was a portable projector, incredible. Well, the Freestyle projector for 2023 has gotten even better, and some will argue twice as good. The reason I say twice as good is because you can connect two devices and watch content in an ultra-wide 21 by 9 configuration. How's that? So that's pretty impressive. So you, all you need to do is to get your, I think if you say a friend of yours has has a freestyle, you can invite them over or you might buy two yourself. You're doing pretty good. And you use, you set them up side by side. You take a photo uh, with, and in the SmartThings app, it'll stitch them together and create a perfect double image where you can't even see the join of the image and you're watching 4K. It's incredible. So that's pretty cool. 21 by 9. So it's like watching an ultra, ultra wide movie on a big wall. Love it. That's uh, that's Samsung. Great, great work they've done there. And also, I haven't even mentioned to their appliances range. They've got new, uh, their infinite range, the infinite refrigerator. Their bespoke range, of course, is very popular. Uh, Their gaming monitors too. I think they've got a 59-inch game, which is a monster. I played this thing. It was incredible. They've got a 59-inch curved screen. Looks incredible. If you're really into your gaming and your appliances, Samsung. I've written about all these on Tech Guide too, by the way. Even though I'm not talking about them on the podcast, you can read all about them at techguide.com.au. Alrighty, let's talk about Hisense. Hisense, I think have if if there was a if this was a football game if CES was a football game and I had to choose between uh, MVP um, and most improved I think I reckon most valuable player so best and fairest I think would be I think I have to give it to LG their wireless TV is pretty cool but I reckon most improved would go to Hisense and their new mini LED X televisions. This is great technology for their UX range. You're going to have the the 8 series, sorry, the 9 series, uh, eight, up to 85 inches. 
absolutely remarkable improvement in the contrast, the black levels, and they've gone from having hundreds of dimming zones to now having thousands, um, thousands and thousands of dimming zones. So on an on their ULED eighty five inch TV, now there's now more than twenty thousand backlights, which produces two thousand five hundred nits of brightness, along with more than five thousand dimming zones. So. In terms of image detail, clarity, depth of image, brightness, massive boost. And what else is in, in helping with all of this is their High View X engine. That's powered by a 16-bit neural processor. So this delivers pretty cool upscaling capabilities. And just in terms of the quality, I stood in front of this. And again, there's a video coming to Tech Guide uh, early in the week. We did a booth tour and, and I saw these with my own eyes. I think as close as OLED without being OLED is these new, the ULEDX models. They're equipped with the new Dynamic X display. So five times less reflection and more than a billion colors as well. And as I said, stunning quality. The HDR10 Plus and Dolby Vision IQ also on board. But get this. Now, all of Hisense's range of TVs will have a form of mini-LED. The flagship will have the mini-LED X, so the, the ULED X models. That's going to be flagship. But in the 7 Series and 8 Series ULED TVs, they are all going to have mini-LED. They're going to inherit the mini-LED that was on the flagship last year. So I think... What they're going to offer here is incredible value, incredible quality, up to up to 100 inches too. So the U7, U, U8 series will go from 55 inch to 100 inches. And that would be, I think, their bread and butter, the most popular section of their portfolio. I'm sure people might want to spend more and get the, the ULEDX and good luck to them. Just like they previously they could buy the Neo QLED instead of the regular QLED from Samsung. So I think Hisense, uh, I want to watch here, their TVs are really impressive. And of course, all of those TVs, remember, anything with mini LED, now in the, U, the U7, U8, all have 144 hertz refresh rate, 144 hertz refresh rate. They've got all the gaming features you want. So everything's there to enjoy the sports mode, gaming mode, and everything looks amazing. The Vida U7 operating system as well, so updated, so it will uh, personalize content to suit the user, sort of based on your searches and what you're watching. It will also include Binge, Apple TV+, BritBox, Nine Now, all the popular streaming services as well. So Hisense really coming to the table now, really standing shoulder to shoulder with LG and Samsung in terms of their offerings this year, I'd say... Keep an eye out for them. They will surprise you. And one thing, one of the pillars of Hisense, of course, you know, they've got innovation and all these other things, but one of their main pillars is value. They really want to give you bang for your buck, which is, I think you compare pound for pound Hisense versus the other brands, you're probably going to get a bit of a better deal through Hisense. I think they're 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 the uh, really uh, aggressive in terms of their their how nimble they are in developing new technology. They 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 produce everything in the one place, so it gives them a little bit of economy of scale, and that's what helps them offer these these this value price as well. Uh, but yeah, I've got to say, probably 
the most improved award would have to go to Hisense. But it's not just mini LEDs that Hisense are talking about. It's also laser TVs. Now, you remember laser TV. They had Hisense probably the leader here. I know Samsung have the Premiere, and they've kind of had the same model for two years, although I should say they have improved the Premiere. They're going to offer an 8K version of the Premiere, as is Hisense with their model as well. But the Premiere, that's the first improvement I've seen in a little while, the fact it's going 4K to 8K. Now, for those who don't know what we're talking about, this is a short throw projector, sits close to the wall, beams up an image of, a, of 100, up to 150, 130 inches. That's what Hisense's laser TVs are. So they've expanded the range because this is just from customer demand. Customers have really, really flocked to this technology. And the the latest version of the L9H was on show here, so 100 inch and 120 inch. That's laser TV, as well as the PL1H laser cinema. Now, what's the difference? I hear people asking. Laser TV comes with a dedicated screen. It's a special ambient light rejecting screen that comes with laser TV. Laser cinema is just the unit. It's BYO screen or you're beaming up on a wall, you've got to do your best in that area. Doesn't come with the screen. So the laser TV is the premium here. Included is the the purpose-built screen that will reject light. So the screen structured in such a way where you uh, can the the it's sort of the, the angle of the screen there's little there's little uh, lines in the screen angled down towards the projector so the light hits that and then bounces forward to the viewer so what that does it helps maintain the brightness and helps it reject all the ambient light so if you're watching it in the middle of the day or with a lot of lights on you're still going to see quite a bright picture and even under the lights of ces we still saw no problem no no reduction in quality or brightness there so laser TV, and you th- you're talking 300 lumens of brightness here. So quite quite bright, really nice blacks to them as well. And everything in that unit is lo- like what you'd expect on a TV. So it's got speakers, it's got the smart Vita U7 operating system, it's got all the inputs in there as well. So everything that you expect from a TV, but it just uses the screen either that uh, comes with it on the wall or on the wall itself. So if you've got a lot of customers who want to go the big screen experience, big cinema experience, that is what they're using. If you want to find out more about the Hisense offerings, check it out, techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. If your home demands superior Wi-Fi, treat it with a masterpiece in connectivity. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6E from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6E is the first and only Wi-Fi 6 quad-band whole home mesh system opening an exclusive all-new 6 gigahertz superhighway that's fine-tuned to deliver unprecedented Wi-Fi dense Wi-Fi speeds and smoother streaming simultaneously across the smart homes of today and tomorrow. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Wi-Fi 6E, the fastest Wi-Fi ever. Find out more at netgear.com.au forward slash best Wi-Fi. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. 
Well, as I said, the reviews on this week's show are going to be all those quirky little sh- little other products and laptops and things that we saw. We're going to kick it off, though. Uh, not so quirky, but no, nonetheless very impressive. The ASUS 3D laptop. So this is an OLED screen and has a auto stereoscopic screen, which means it's 3D without the glasses. Uh, and I've, I tried this for myself. I have seen this with my own eyes, and I couldn't believe it. Amazing quality. So how it works, big 16-inch OLED screen. Above it are two cameras, one for each eye. So basically what it does, it's got a lenticular lens and uses eye tracking technology, one for each eye, to allow the display to create an image for each eye and interlace it so that what you're seeing is 3D. So how you look at the world now, you've got two eyes in your head and you're looking at the world. So light comes into the left eye, light comes into your right eye. Your brain goes, okay, I've got an image for that one, image for that one, here it is. This is what you're seeing, 3D. This is, that's exactly how this works. So it creates an image for each eye and the result is 3D. Now being a laptop, you're sitting right in front of this. So it's not, not like you're gonna sit to, off to the side. Because you're right in front of it, it looks incredible. If you're not dead center in front of it, you're going to see a blur. And over the years, uh, since since Avatar, the original Avatar came out, 3D just kind of took off as a trend and then died a death because you had to use glasses. Now, all the TVs, 3D looked amazing, but you had to have these bloody active glasses that you had to charge. So let's, okay, let's watch your TV. You all sit down and the glass, oh, I forgot to charge glasses. Forget that. Let's watch 2D. That's the problem. And it died a death. Now, I have seen glasses-free TVs. They were terrible. Unless you're dead center in the plum spot, everyone else might as well read a book. But with this OLED, it, it's, it, it is, as I said, a laptop, so it's designed for one person to use. So if you're dead center, you don't normally sit off to the side of your laptop. You sit dead center of your laptop. So if that is the case, then you're going to see some impressive stuff. Now, this is designed for creators, designers to watch 3D content. Like imagine a designer, and they, they used a great example. When I saw this uh, in my hands-on review, they used a really good example. They had a jet engine, a 3D rendering of a jet engine. Now, I could get in there and see it in 3D, but I could also rotate it. I'm going to turn it around this way, and I'm going to turn it this way, and I'm going to zoom in, and I'm going to zoom out. And it's like having the real thing in front of you. Now, previously, to do that, you've got to build the thing or build a prototype or something to be able to examine it three-dimensionally. But now, with the OLED and how very clear and sharp, you can see pretty detailed version of it in 3D. And I also got to watch Avatar, the original Avatar. I was sitting there and I didn't want to go. I'm thinking, how good is this in 3D? It looks incredible. I'm not wearing glasses. It looks amazing. So expect this to come out. This is going to be on the Studio Book and the Vivo Book versions of the ASUS laptops. So uh, it's the, the 3D OLED Studio Book is model H7604. 
So uh, 3.2K, 120 hertz, 3D display, powered by the 13th gen Intel Core i9 processor. Thank you very much. The VivoBook Pro X 3D is the model numbers K6604. Uh, has the 16-inch spatial vision technology, which is the 3D, 13th gen Intel Core processor, has uh, the NVIDIA Studio driver on-demand performance boosting while you're gaming as well. So they're the two models that have the 3D, but there are some non-3D stuff. By the way, the 3D laptop, you can it's got 2D mode as well. It's not always 3D. A lot of people had that same confusion when TVs came out. They thought, oh, can it only watch? Can we only watch 3D on it? What about other stuff? I said, yeah, of course you can. Same with these laptops. And there are just 2D only laptops if 3D is not your cup of tea. Zeus has you covered. Uh, as I said, very impressed with how all of that looked. And uh, keep an eye out for my hands-on review and my little video that I created. Not sure how, you're gonna, how well you're going to see the 3D on it. You're not going to because it's a, a video. But trust me, it looked amazing. If you want to check that out, head over to techguide.com.au. Alrighty, let's get into the quirky little products here. We're going to go through them pretty quick. First up, Withings U-Scan. Now, Withings is a brand we already know for its smart health products. Uh, its latest offering is the U-Scan, which you put in your toilet. But you do that because it tests your urine. Now, a lot of people are thinking, oh, really, do I need that? Well, it's like health tracking requires you to be tracked for periods of time. So the reason you wear a, a wearable or a smartwatch or you got your phone in your pocket, it's on your person and can, and can track you even while you're sleeping. So in this instance, we pee seven times a day on average, according to Withings, yet we do probably a urine test once every three to four years. Now, according to Withings and the medical community, urine is a very, very rich source of information about our health. Uh, you know, your body's balance, your, your hydration level, your vitamin level. And for women, there is a host of things to, from tracking your cycle to your ovulation window. There's a lot of things you can gain as well. Now, the product is about... I think it's just under 10 centimetres wide. It looks like a disc. Inside the disc is a cartridge. And the cartridge, if you uh, say you're a woman, you want to track your cycle, you want to track your ovulation window, then there's a cartridge for that. There's a generic one for everybody, cartridge for that. And so it allows you to receive the results so you don't have to pull the thing out of the toilet and um, clean it off uh, every day. But there is a, a companion app so you can see all those details about your urine, what it found in your urine. It has this pebble-shaped design, so it's designed for the urine flows through a collection inlet. And then every time you flush the toilet, of course, fresh water washes over it, so it's sort of washing it. Um, but I would recommend maybe wearing a pair of gloves if when you take it out, because it does need to be charged, by the way. <laughs> it's rechargeable. And when you want to replace the cartridge, so yeah, maybe give it a good, get the gloves out, give it a good wash under clean water, give it a good wipe, and then off you go. Uh, but it can track a lot of things. There, there are apparently a, there are three, more than 3,000 metabolites 
that you can monitor through your urine. And not only is give, gives you an accurate snapshot of your balance and your health, it could even detect a variety of medical conditions. So what's the harm? Hands-free, every time you go to the toilet, it's there. Gives you something to aim at. It is remarkable. Uh, you can see our video, uh, and it's me holding it, but not the one that was in the toilet. Uh, it was the one that was just there for demonstration. You can check that out uh, and see for yourself how this works at techguide.com.au. But before we go on any further, let's talk about some other quirky little products. One is a smart ring, the circular smart ring, as a matter of fact. Now, this is like, I know a lot of people want to track their activities, their health, their sleep. And to do that, you normally got to wear a smartwatch, wear it to bed if you want to track your sleep, put something under your mattress, too much. Uh, with the circular, the smart ring, all you do is wear a ring. And it can do everything, all of that that I just described. Uh, it links, of course, to your smartphone. For You don't have to have the smartphone with you all the time, though. But when, it, when they connect again, all the data is shared. So really easy way to track your sleep, track your health, track your fitness. And it's just a ring. You wear a ring. And it's even got a haptic feedback as well inside the ring so that you can even have a little silent alarm to wake you up. So if you set your alarm, you'll hear it feel a little buzzing inside the, uh, inside the ring. Similar to what if you're wearing a watch, you get that little buzzing that haptic feedback, and that way you can be you can wake up at a certain, whatever you want without waking up disturbing your partner with a loud alarm. That's pretty cool. And as I said, there's a, there's a companion app that uh, can not only show you all the details, but also uh, it incorporates a bit of coaching as well into the app. So you can receive guidance and uh, some recommendations based on your unique data. Now it's waterproof. You can keep it on while washing your hands, you're in the shower swimming, not a problem. Uh, and it charges, people say, how the hell do you charge this thing? Well, you charge it, you insert a USB, uh, little USB stick into a computer or a laptop or something, and then hang the ring on top of that. It'll connect to the, uh, to the, uh, to the, the sensors uh, on, the, on the actual ring itself. And then uh, Bob's your uncle, it'll charge it up for you. So uh, that's the circular ring. Another little product that caught our eye, and these are all, by the way, so notice how these are all sort of health-related products. The other health-related product, and let's just say a year ago, when I was here in the for the 2022 much smaller show because of COVID was still a thing, COVID is still a thing today because there are places you need to go where some places you need to prove that you're COVID negative. And there are some situations where you need to prove you're COVID negative as well. Now, this product, the new product is called Virawarn. Now, this is from Optive. Now, Optive a year ago had look, what looked like an inhaler, a big thing, uh, like a breathalyzer unit, and it was able to tell you if you had COVID in a minute. Well, that unit in 12 months has shrunk down to pocket size. Looks like a little vape nowadays. Uh, it's still waiting approval, though, by the FDA. That's the US Food and Drug Administration not yet approved but it does according to the optive people Virawarn can tell you if you've got covid in less than 60 seconds now i said to the guy there i said look why why do we need to prove we haven't we moved on from here like do we really need like to do doing a rat test now is only if you're feeling really sick and it takes 20 minutes it's a real hassle 
And the guy gave me a really good example. One of the guys from the company said, look, I'll tell you what, we recently had a baby. And and all the aunts and uncles and family, everyone wanted to come around and see the baby. The babies, and this was, I don't know, six months ago to eight months ago. And he was worried that someone's going to bring COVID in. They might not know they've got it and give it to the baby. And so rather than telling people, look, here, take go do a rat test, wait 15 minutes, come back in. So that'd be a little bit, I don't know, a little bit rude to ask. But instead of doing that, he said, look, why don't you blow into this and I'll tell you in a minute if you've got COVID. So that's how it works. There's a biosensor inside, you blow into it. If you have COVID and it activates the biosensor, there's an algorithm in, so the reaction gives you a red light. So red means COVID, green means you're good. And cost of operation is pretty low, according to the according to the people on the stand there. And they say that if if someone tests positive, you've got to change the cartridge out because that's that sort of mean damage now. So we'll tell you within sixty seconds. So those people at the front door, they've just done a simple blown into a into this device. Takes less than blowing into if someone pulls you up for if you're at a breathalyzer test, you can then show them if green light green equals good means you don't have COVID. Interesting reaction to this product too. I put it up on TikTok and on, on Instagram and people thought I was selling it and they told me where to go with it and there were a lot of people thinking, well, we, we, you know, they're, we're over this, it's all behind us. But uh, like it or not, it's not. There's still COVID still a part of our lives and there are times when you need to know about it and this is small enough for you to carry around in your pocket to prove that you haven't got COVID. I uh, hope it doesn't get to the point where everyone needs to carry around one of these things to prove that they're clean. But uh, look, in the meantime... I think this is, uh, it's tiny, so it's really literally small enough to fit in your pocket. There's pictures of it on Tech Guide as well, and uh, there's also a video that we've done. So those three things, the Withings U scan, the circular smart ring, and the VIRA-worn COVID tester, you can check all of those out at techguide.com.au. Alrighty. Next up, there are three products that we we saw at the at the CES unveiled. One was a wheelchair, the Will wheelchair, automated wheelchair. Will spent W H I double L. Now, this is an automated wheelchair. I got in this thing and look at our video. It'll be up there, be up early this week, and it's designed to take you where you ask it to go. So if it's it's designated to be used in public places like airports, shopping centres, place like that where you, you've seen, I'm sure you've seen people being wheeled around in airports. What's usually done there is that a person comes, collects that person, they've got to wheel them to the gate, to let them sit down on a chair at the gate, then come back where they began and ready for the next person. Well, with the automated wheel wheelchair, that's all done on its own. So the person sits in the chair, they type in the little display on the left armrest, say they've got to go to gate 151 at the airport. They sit in it and boom, off it goes. It's got sensors, so if someone walks in front of it, it's going to stop. So it's, it's not going to injure the person on board. It's very safe. It'll take them to their gate and then return to its point of origin for the next person to use. So rather than having a person push you there and then push the chair back, it all does it on its own. So imagine even in a a shopping centre, you might want to go from one end of the store or to the bathroom or up the other end to a certain shop, to a coffee shop. It can do that for you as well. That is the wheelchair, the wheel wheelchair. 
which will you'll see. I think it's been deployed. They say it's been deployed in some airports in Japan. So I think it's a Japanese company who built it. So there are some airports already using it. Now, on while we're talking about sort of the automated and electric transportation, I did also see the Atmos Gear electric skates. So you heard of electric bikes and cars. Well, now these big rollerblades skate things. There's an electric version, Atmos Gear, it's called. Now, the actual skates themselves, there's three wheels, so they're like inline skates, and they're slightly larger than normal, and they're electric. But all electric things need a battery, and they're not in the skates themselves. It's separate and has to be worn around your waist. So you can, uh, you've got that around your waist, you can, there's cables even you've got to connect to the back of these things as well. They're not wireless. Looks pretty, pretty dumb. But I did see a demo and the guy was moving pretty quick. I, I was told it can go up to 25 to 40 kilometers an hour and uh, has a, the battery lasts up to three hours. So that's a pretty good way. And, and like an electric bike, anyone who's ever ridden an electric bike, it's not just you press a button and you go. You've got to pedal a bit before the electric uh, motor kicks in. It's the same with these skates as well. Once you're going, then you're good. It'll kick in and help you along. It'll even, I was told by the guy on the stand, it will go up a hill if you have to. So that's pretty good. All righty. One other product we saw was a product called the Q-Bear. We saw a similar product last year. This year, the Q-Bear is a baby cry translator. And this is, a, I think, a Japanese company developed this. And basically, it's for new parents who you put this in near the baby's crib. And if the baby's crying, it's going to listen out for the cry and tell you, analyze the cry, and then tell you your baby's tired, it's got a dirty nappy, or it's hungry, or it's overtired, whatever it is. It'll tell you and then tell you what to do. So if it, if it says... You know, detects the baby hungry, it'll say feed the baby. If it detects it's got a dirty dirty nappy or dirty diaper, as they say over here, change the diaper. And it's also got a little speaker built in so that you can actually talk to the baby, soothe the baby, uh, play music as well. Or you can go in there, of course, and pick the baby up, of course. But uh, if you, uh, if the, I think the vital part of this product is the fact that you can help you interpret what, why your baby's crying. It can be very stressful for new parents. Um, so if your baby's crying and you, you don't know why, the Q-Bear could help you out there. If you want to find out more about those products, you can check it out, techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that could keep you and your family safe online. It's a new year and their digital and the digital generation continues to see a rise in cybercrime and data breaches. Don't leave your devices without protection or your personal information open to exposure. It's time to have a plan to keep your devices and personal information protected. Save your time and money should the unthinkable happen and your devices are at risk to cyber threats like malware, ransomware or viruses or your personal information is exposed to cyber criminals looking to trade your details on the dark web. Introducing Norton 360 Platinum. 
with device security, a VPN for online privacy, parental controls, and identity protection with dedicated restoration support and dark web monitoring, you have a comprehensive plan in place to ensure your information stays private. It's peace of mind for your devices and your identity. With Norton 360 Platinum, if you become a victim of identity theft, you'll have access to their dedicated identity restoration specialist to help you address your identity theft claim and help you resolve it. Norton 360 Platinum is available now at Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, or online at au.norton.com. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. As always, the Tech Guide Help Desk is brought to you by our good friends at Belkin, belkin.com.au. I just recently wrote a story on Tech Guide about Belkin and their their plan to make most of their products from uh, recycled plastic material. So a bit more environmentally friendly, but they sell cables, you name it, batteries, mag, safe products, stands. Belkin's the place to go, belkin.com forward slash au. Now, I did find out while I was over here in Las Vegas that Samsung did a, they put out an Android update and it actually bricked some phones. Um, I was told uh, by the good people of Samsung here that the update was, this issue was mainly limited to people in South Australia. So uh, they said that they're looking into the matter. They said if you've got any issues to take the device into a Samsung store, but the feedback I was getting was that it's way beyond, it's way beyond just South Australia. There were people in Melbourne and Sydney and people complaining, saying that my S22 or my Samsung device is dead. Uh, now, this was an Android update uh, that Samsung has has told us about, and basically, if you haven't backed up your phone, the only way out of this, uh, well, if, even if you have haven't backed up your phone. The easiest solution is to restore your phone to factory settings to get it to work again. Now, that's bad news if you don't have a backup. And again, if this isn't a reason to have a backup, I don't know what is. You should always have a backup your phone of your phone just like you should always have a backup of your computer. But that's no. this is no consolation to those customers who have no backup and they're now facing losing everything. Uh, so... Samsung are working on this. I think there's already been an update issued to for customers who didn't do the previous update. So they've been told that update's been removed and the new update should be fine. But if you're still having trouble, take it down to a Samsung store. They'll hopefully be able to, to, be able to uh, get your stuff off your device uh, before you do the factory reset. So fingers crossed you haven't been affected. Uh, it is beyond South Australia. They said it was uh, mainly South Australia. It is beyond that. I've heard from people from Melbourne and Sydney that have had this issue. But uh, if you if you haven't, hang off from doing an update for the moment. But back up your phone. Make sure there's that important backup. You will not regret having a backup, especially if something like this happens. That is our show for this week. Uh, we'll be back in Australia for the next uh, episode of the Tech Guide podcast. So it's been great being here in Las Vegas. If you need to find out more about anything we've spoken about, and believe me, there's a lot more stories on Tech Guide that I had uh, time to talk about on the show today. 
So feel free to head over to Tech Guide. Not only is there more information about what we spoke about, but a whole host of other stories on there that we didn't get a chance to talk about on the show. So well worth your attention. We also love you to get in touch with us as well, info at techguide.com.au and or hit the Ask Stephen icon on the homepage and that will get an email to me as well. We want to thank our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Please support the sponsors who support the Tech Guide podcast. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. Thank <music> you.